0: what's up everybody thanks for tuning in again to not so asian asians it's your boy john here and i'm joined beside me right now with dom how's it going guys and on the other side is amy
1: hey guys thanks for tuning in it's amy so
0: i just want to like uh, talk about a little bit of something recently i went to go see a counselor um because my one of my friends who passed away his birthday just uh came by and uh it kind of triggered a lot of Sad feelings and stuff, and I just didn't really know how to handle it. And it was kind of strange. I didn't really expect it to be like what it was. All she, all the counselor did was just kind of ask me questions, Mm -hmm. and that was kind of helpful. It allowed me to kind of analyze my own feelings, analyze like kind of the situation and everything, and kind of give me a clearer picture.
1: Right. I think usually, like the first couple sessions, they're just trying to hear your story before they can, you know, kind of give you any feedback. Right
0: that's true she did assign me some homework she made me like
1: homework really
0: yeah (laughs) that's normal That's normal
1: seriously i never got homework from mine (laughs) It,
0: it was not really homework she just gave me this article told me to read it and then next session she'll ask me like what did i find useful from the article
2: well counseling isn't necessarily like uh other forms of like therapy in a sense um so like a lot of people get psychology psychiatry mixed up with like counseling and like c- counseling is a lot of uh the counselor asking you questions and you discovering yourself and may- possibly learning something that you didn't know prior so making connections and patterns about your life
1: What's this article that she gave you?
2: Yeah, what did you read?
0: Well, the article is like going over how grief I actually have a bookmark. I'm just going to open that right now. Have you read it? I have. For the people listening, the article is about coping with grief and loss and it generally was saying that like people Mm -hmm. grieve in different ways and there's no not really a time frame for when you will stop grieving Mm. and it's normal for certain events to trigger like these kind of sad feelings and everything like that and yeah I think that's kind of helpful to like read these things knowing that it's normal to feel in a certain way and it's okay to feel sad
1: right a lot of times it really helps to know that you're not the only one like um, I had this internship in Cuba for like six months when I came back I, I had a really hard time adjusting back to my normal life because um, they call it like the cultural shock you're you're in a complete different environment with different people and what seems like the norm is not the norm anymore so for the first month back like I just couldn't get used to the life here and they actually set us up with these sessions with all the other people who went abroad for like several months. And then they are all experiencing the same thing. You're just like, oh, so it's not just me. And you feel so much better after knowing that. But what made you decide to go on and find a counselor? Like, was was that the day that you pulled the trigger? or?
0: Um, well, I felt like I was okay with um, his death and everything. But then when his birthday came, that whole day, I mm-hmm. just felt like... Like, I just felt very depressed, very sad. I just, I was just like, you know what? It's covered by work. I might as well take advantage of this shit. So I was like, <laughs> okay, I'm just going to give it a try and see how it goes.
2: Do you have coverage for counseling? I do. Oh, that's good.
0: Yeah. So counseling strange. so expensive. It is. It costed me 150 bucks for, for 50 minutes.
2: Yeah. It's, it's really sad, but it feels like uh, a lot of times you don't get help unless you have money, which is sort mm. of kind of dreadful right? Because a lot of times the people that need the most help don't have any money, mm-hmm, right? Because, mm. for example, if you weren't covered, $150 would be a huge deterrent to just be like, oh, like I, I guess I don't need it that bad, right? Yeah,
0: exactly. I feel like if I had to pay for it, I probably
2: would not have seeked a counselor.
1: Yeah, same here.
2: It it sounds like, well, you said same here, so I'm assuming that, Amy, you've also seen a counselor at some point?
1: Uh, yeah. Um, I think the very first time I went for counseling was to save my marriage it didn't go very well and we were on the verge of getting a divorce so i asked him if we should go see a counselor to see if um, we can do something to help i think it was like three sessions in we found out a lot of things about each other that we didn't know about like i think it's pretty brutal to like have somebody ask you things that um you didn't really expect the answers to be like that
0: oh i see that
1: must have been really hard yeah especially when it's your partner that you've been together for so long, like you would be like, "'Oh, why didn't you tell me about this' And now you're sitting in front of like a third party and you know you're spilling all these feelings that you've never told me about, so couples counseling is a little harsh, I would say, <laughs> but um, after a few sessions, um shit really hit the fan.
0: <laughs> oh, I see, so the counseling didn't really help you guys too much
1: not quite I think that was the moment that I found out he was cheating on me
0: oh no yeah you found out in counseling
1: um no after three sessions I found out and I went back to the counselor and she was pretty much just telling me it's like so do you want to proceed and try to fix your marriage or you want to proceed on how to um deal with separation <laughs> I was just like oh thanks that's a pretty painful choice but yeah and i realized that like it was at the point of no return so i was like okay let's deal with separation now and what to do with our kid and everything so yep not the best experience with like counselor because yeah
2: i always feel like people don't go to counseling uh until shit hits the fan Mm -hmm. just like any really any other resource and usually by that point it's like all the problems are ready like very hard to solve um so I, I am actually very adamant that people like even on a regular day when you're just kind of like oh i'm just stressed from work but i can handle it you can still go to a counseling if like for example that like you're covered and you're like you like you wouldn't have to pay out of pocket you should go just because it helps like deal with some small issues so when big issues come off along the line you can sort of manage it better hmm Um, But to go back to me, like when I was younger, I was uh, pretty severely depressed throughout high school. Oh, yeah. You probably didn't even know. I I did not know. I I
1: know. I thought you guys were tight.
2: (laughs) I don't think guys have a... Yeah, Dom never really showed that. I, I still don't. But like guys don't have an easy time telling other guys that they're sad. It's really easy for a guy to be angry around another guy or like sometimes you're embarrassed in front of other guys because shit happens right mm-hmm. um but sadness is not something that's easy to emote in public especially when you're younger
0: it's just yeah. like man I'm a guy I don't I don't feel sadness yeah
1: but did you tell anybody else about this or
2: uh a little bit here and there they were not the most helpful people in my life uh, <laughs> um, like who <laughs> uh, I think they're just friends at the time that were like they were girls but they were also not very understanding and you know it's okay like it's because we were all kids so like I, you shouldn't expect a kid another kid to fully understand when someone else is depressed either right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so I, in like now i wouldn't blame them because you know none of us are mature enough to deal with our emotions that are it's
1: full that's true like one of my best friends from high school she was dealing with depression issues and for the longest time i was trying to tell her that we care about her she's being loved and it just did not go through like i did not know how to deal with it like she would try to hurt herself and I would stay on the phone with her all night telling her that we care and she's like nobody loves me I was like oh what do you do
0: that's tough it is like a very tough situation being because she's kind of in that mindset already yeah.
1: right and as a friend like you can do your best to be there for her but it just doesn't go through right
0: yeah exactly, exactly.
2: yeah so when I was younger my dad passed away when I was probably eight and then like I Conce- like consequently like just life changes after that right you have to be a lot more responsible for a lot of things that like you you wouldn't otherwise be like my mom couldn't read in English so like uh, my mom's like oh you gotta read all these we talked about this like oh you gotta read all these government letters mm-hmm, and I'm mm-hmm. like I can't fucking read this <laughs> yeah. like, and even when like I could sound out the words like I know what like a fiscal whatever is but like w- what is a fiscal like <laughs> and they 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 ask you what every single word means. Yeah. Government documents are some of the hardest things that you have to go through. Yeah. I know
1: like can you read it in my language please?
2: Yeah, and even now it's like <laughs> even now when I read government letters like I don't know what this ref- like refers to. So I have to click the little question mark on the on the browser to to yes. so tells me what this word means and then sometimes I have to google stuff <laughs> in the fucking definition, <laughs> yeah. right? like and i was i was eight <laughs> yeah was like,
1: this is dumb at the age of 30 <laughs> Yeah,
2: this is before internet was around for me like i had to fucking go into a dictionary fucking like look up fiscal and then whatever the definition of fiscal was i had to fucking bookmark that shit go somewhere else and look for another fucking word in the, in right. the fiscal definition i know and then it's like something about economy and i'm like oh fuck something about federal <laughs> right and so like You just you pick up so many responsibilities that other kids wouldn't understand you're doing like i've been Mm -hmm. working uh i've been working since i was 16 i worked two jobs while i was uh in school while i was doing research outside of school uh while i was volunteering right Mm -hmm. and my grades plummeted but i just always felt like you know like even though my mom says like i'm not actually making a lot of money on the side i just didn't want her to work that hard so i always just like i always worked to make sure that we had a little bit more so she wasn't suffering. Mm-hmm. And so she never understood that, right? And so she would give me shit when my my, my grades were going really poorly. And well, so- yeah, when as I...
1: parents, they always care about your grades because- Right,
2: so then I just felt like nobody understood me at the time, no matter what I was doing, like even though I, when I was trying to help. And so like, I, I got really broken down and also have itch- issues with some friends. And so, I well also one of my best friends died when I was in- grade 10 mm-hmm. like we came back from summer and apparently he had a heart attack and he just passed away out of nowhere his mom comes up to me and he's like oh yeah like would you like to sing at his funeral and then what when i sing i know i sing at our funeral like his funeral oh, he's actually saying yeah i cried all the way through oh, it was not God. a good song <laughs>
0: it's it's hard like when you're up there and you have
2: to like sing like
1: why would anybody make you do that (laughs) it's
2: it's tough yeah and i think like at different ages when you go to counseling or therapy or whatever you're going to it's it's very difficult because a a kid won't know what the purpose of being here is and Mm -hmm. so when you ask him to open up and ask him how he feels he won't know how to answer you
0: yeah i agree like i feel like at my age i'm pretty mature about my feelings i can I'm like pretty open about talking about it. So I think that helped a lot. But if you don't talk, then it's just kind of useless, right?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure. So you always need somebody to talk to just regarding who it is. And I think having somebody that's not close to you really helps because they're pretty, you know.
0: Unbiased, right?
1: Yeah, unbiased. They won't take any sides and they don't know you, you know, prior to meeting him or her. So I think for me, that really helped.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Just having someone who's, like, empathetic and, like, just willing to listen to what you say is very helpful, for sure.
1: Yeah, I don't know about your counselor. Like, do they usually agree with you? Or do...
0: Yeah, yeah. Overall, she was very positive. She was very, like, like, whenever I said something that was, like, kind of positive, she'd be like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs>
1: That's a beauty of it. Yeah. Because I think back then, um, when I was still struggling about my divorce and everything, I think my family and friends would be like, oh, you should be over it by now. Like, why are you still? Oh, man. Yeah. And I'll be like, oh, I know I should, but I'm not.
0: <laughs> it's like what the article said. There's no time frame, right?
1: No, I don't think you'll ever, ever get over it. But um, having someone there that tells you it's okay to feel that way. And it's okay to be sad really helps because um a lot of times your friends or family might not understand that
2: so true especially family they're just like why are you so sad
1: yeah why are you still sad get over it (laughs) is that an
2: asian family thing or is that a family thing Hmm.
1: i don't know especially if like it's been a couple years people would expect you to be over it
2: because traditionally speaking like we've been told that asian families don't understand mental health very well and so like that could sort of attribute to that uh i don't i don't know but like I just remember when I first met Amy, um, at times she would tell me that she, like she wasn't feeling very good. We would, you know, we would talk for we would talk pretty long hours, like because we both don't we sleep pretty late. So then we would like talk until like yeah. four a M.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> when I had trouble sleeping because I was so upset. And <laughs> and there's this guy that's always working.
2: <laughs> yeah, I work in the middle of the night. So then I, I keep her company when we talk.
1: Oh, but yeah, it, it was really helpful for 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 him to be there during those times because you know in the middle of the the night you can't sleep and you're troubled like thank you (laughs) Tom you saved me
2: no I think it worked both ways like Amy was also there for me when I was like pretty upset as well and she's like invited us over when we were sad and whatnot so Amy's been really good Uh, I'm quite fortunate because like uh even though like I, I it openly I think it always seems like people have a lot of friends but usually people that have a lot of friends don't have a lot of close friends, uh-huh. right? Because like they basically spread their energy all the way out, right? So now they have a lot of people around them. Um, I'm very fortunate that I have a couple people that I can confide in. Um, and I think that's like in the absence of a counselor, that is pretty helpful, like having a supportive network.
1: Yeah, and a lot of times people won't really openly talk about their feelings and troubles, I think as a friend like i would like to appear to be really happy and bubbly and positive like i don't like to you know make people feel like they're responsible for my feelings right
2: right right oh i guess i'm the same
1: i think a lot of people are
0: yeah a lot of people kind of hide their like sadness or negative
2: emotions right yeah because i think if if you see me or amy in public you don't see us speak with this tone not quite yeah like the way i told the story like even just a couple minutes ago
1: this is like a very heavy episode of- yeah this is a really
2: heavy <laughs> we were gonna talk about gifts yeah. Yeah. We were about gifts we got onto therapy that's dark so dark
0: but guys if you guys are ever feeling like anything bad or bad about yourself you should try to find someone to talk to i think it helps
2: a lot yeah
1: oh yeah for sure
2: there's a there's still a lot of stigma about going to therapy it's uh it sucks Mm. because people are like oh people like i go to therapy or like they got issues or like they just can't handle life whatever right people
1: don't like to be viewed as having issues as somebody that has issues yeah even the word issue is not a good word i think (laughs) i was like everybody has issues but how you deal with it is the problem right
2: yeah we also don't like to think that we need help uh, it's, it's the same reason that some people are like, oh, I don't, like, I don't need a plumber to come fix my toilet. I could fix it myself. Mm-hmm. And then it just explodes, <laughs> yeah. right? Like yeah. it, it's kind of the same kind of reasoning is that we don't like to think that we need help. But a lot of times there are certain things that like we do need specialists to help us with. Uh, mm-hmm. We do need outside help and that's okay. Um, obviously, like if you don't have the money for it, that's, it, it's quite unfortunate, but I think there are resources out there. You do have to spend the time to go look for them. Um, unfortunately, like I know that some people, like if they're not well off, they end up working two jobs. There isn't really a lot of time to go look for it, uh, and then it's maybe it's a good time to like maybe look for a social worker, and they can just give you the resources, right? They like they know what the resources are, so they can just kind of like shoot you a b- like a brochure of all the help that you need. It just like streamlines the process a little bit as well.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people might not like be willing to start just because they don't know where to start looking. Yeah, Not enough resources and stuff. And maybe the resources aren't as good or just doesn't work. Like what was that movie with Joaquin Phoenix, the Joker, right? Yeah. I feel like that movie kind of did a great job of showcasing how sometimes people, mental illnesses are just kind of tossed to the side and just not really like kind of ignored.
2: Yeah, they're not treated right. as a priority not
0: treated well yes yeah. yes
2: like we do that here too like in east vancouver we have a lot of homeless people and we do a lot of people treat them like trash like a mm-hmm. bunch of people that we should try to avoid like they're not they're not one of us they're one of them right there's an outside group mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um like in the, in that movie the joker though uh their resources were running out so their social worker by the end of the movie near the end of uh, shit spoiler alert <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert um gets like she loses her job because they i think they're, they're cutting resources or something. Oh right? yeah. yeah, she yeah. tells
0: him like I'm I'm not going to be here. Yeah,
2: yeah. So then like he can't really get his meds, he doesn't have that point person to help him anymore and that's really when like shit goes off the rails, right? Mm-hmm. That that's that does happen though. Like we don't I work in mental health and we don't necessarily have the most resources and so some people do get neglected unfortunately. Um, not much funding yeah because honestly mental health even though it's like a growing field uh, I don't get paid a shit ton of money to be there Uh, they don't get a whole ton of funding sometimes it's just it's not like one of the things that matter to everybody you Mm -hmm. know because it's not readily apparent yeah it's really unfortunate Uh, and
1: like you said a lot of times when people need it the most they couldn't really afford it like I've been through a stage like right after my divorce, I wasn't covered under my ex-husband's um, extended health benefit anymore. Oh, so yeah, and oh. I wasn't covered at my work. So that was the toughest time where I was struggling the most. I couldn't sleep, couldn't eat, and I couldn't even get help. So yeah, it's really important for those resources to be available to people that really needs it and you know can afford it, I think. Mm.
0: It's great, though, that like Bell, I think Bell does like that let's talk thing to raise awareness for yeah. mental, um, just like mental illnesses and whatnot. I think that's uh, very good on them to do that sort of stuff.
1: Yeah, because people don't realize how, how everybody is really struggling through different things, right?
0: Exactly. It's like Dom said, like people don't like to talk about it a lot, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Even for me, um, after the few first few um counseling sessions, I kind of gave up on it because I was like... I, oh, first of all, I didn't want to see my ex's face anymore. Fair, <laughs> yeah, fair enough.
0: <laughs> fair. He's like, I don't want to see this motherfucker no more.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, I don't even want to figure this out with you. <laughs> so I just quit completely. And then about a year, almost two years after that, um, I went through another relationship, broke up, and I was like, oh, holy shit! <laughs> I was like, I couldn't deal with this anymore. <laughs> so I went back to counseling again, and that really you know, changed my world, because um, um, the counselor that I went to, he's the cutest thing, he was like a grandpa that had a bunch of grandchildren, and all he talks about is his grandkids, and and I was like, like, like Dom said, at that point, you just really needed someone to talk to, like, regardless of what he talks about he tells me about like how he gets his car washed he's what? getting his car serviced wait what the fuck <laughs> like, it, I, I, know, like, I thought it was really... supposed to be
0: you talking
2: to him
1: <laughs> i know right and he would spend like half an hour talking about him moving and getting his car service
2: excuse me <laughs> i've studied counseling that's uh that's not that's that's not good use of time he's wasting your money i mean I know, the help though. it does
1: <laughs> well it's, it's just having someone to talk to and you laugh like you forget about your troubles. And I think for me, that really helped. And like I said, like what I asked John about, like usually it's really helpful when they agree with you to have somebody tell you that you're doing good, you're doing this right. Because a lot of times people don't tell you that, right? And you would be so lost and be like, am I doing this right? Is it okay to be sad?
2: Uh, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's it's funny because uh, in, ther- in, in counseling there, counseling, they uh... I mean, unless you really do something that's, like, hurtful for yourself Mm -hmm. or, like, you know, harmful to others, they don't generally say no, Um, right? Often you'll ask them for opinions, right? And that's actually not their job. It's not their job of a counselor to give you an opinion, even though that sounds very, very weird, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So, for example, like, uh, so, Amy, you talked about how, uh, you know, you were struggling with the marriage or, like, a relationship. And, John, you talked about, like, how you struggled with your friend's passing, right? And so if you say that, oh, like, you know, I feel A because of B, they're basically their response is almost always going to be, well, you know, I could see how that would be really stressful or like, Mm -hmm. I can see how that would be really painful, right? Um, So basically what they're doing there, there's, they're reflecting their, what you're saying back to you so that you're seeing how you're feeling and then you're able to reflect on it. And because it's not necessarily that they agree with you. It, what they're doing is that, you know what? It's, it's actually understandable what you're going through, right? Like it, it is really painful when someone passes away. It is really like hurtful when someone treats you like this, right? Um, and so it, it feels like they're agreeing, but funny enough, they're actually not agreeing with you. They're just confirming what you're saying, I guess. They're confirming so that what you feel in your perception of the world is valid. Oh, okay. Right? And that's yeah. okay, right? Yeah, yeah. And because like sometimes like we question ourselves, like, why am I so sad? Why am I so angry? Like, why, why do I feel this way uh, when everyone else is so happy? And then, you know, they're basically helping you tell your own story in your head so that you know that, hey, these feelings are okay along this way. You know, this happened to me, or I did this to myself, or I did this to someone else, and now I feel this way. And that's right. okay, right? That's what's supposed to happen. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah right because like a lot of times especially if you're depressed it's like you know like i can't function in my life and i'm depressed now and like nobody else else understands and right now what their job is to do is like help you understand you Mm. the counselor doesn't really need to understand you they just need you to understand you
0: that's pretty insightful i i like after hearing dom say that that's kind of exactly what she was doing (laughs) she's kind of just just like restating what it is that like i felt she's like so it sounds like to me this is what you're feeling
2: i'm like yeah "Yeah." and and so like that can be really helpful because sometimes you'll see things that you didn't prior right you'll even see flaws in yourself and you'll try to fix them so for example like oh i got an argument with my ex-girlfriend and like you know she was feeling like this um because you know she had a really bad day but i also had a really bad day but she didn't seem to give a Right. Mm-hmm. And like and then they'll rephrase it like, well, it seems like that you were both like unable to offer yourselves to each other because, you know, you were both just focused on yourself because you were both upset. Right. And you're like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. It was like you weren't thinking about her. Huh.
2: Yeah. Because like I wasn't there for her. and she, But she also wasn't there for me. Right. Um, so it's it's interesting how that works. Right. Unfortunately for me, is that I know what you're doing, <laughs> right? I go into therapy and they're like, I understand. I'm um, yeah, sure you do, bitch, <laughs> right? Um, because I know what they're doing. And like, I know you're saying this. <laughs> yeah. So then for me, it feels really patronizing. Uh, I'm like, my, my mind gets really cynical when I get sad sometimes. And uh, like, hey, because I understand how the strategy of the game works, mm. right? right? It doesn't always work as effectively, which it's, it's just like, I'm not a doctor, but like, people say that the doctors have a hardest time going to doctors because they feel like they know. And, but because I'm, I'm partially a little bit educated about the subject. Sometimes I have a harder time opening up because I know what people are trying to do.
1: Yeah. Like everything they say, you're like, I know what you're doing. I yeah. know what you're trying to do to me.
2: <laughs> it's, it's just like people that are in your own profession, right? Like salesmen, know other salesmen. Yeah, and when you yeah. try to sell them something, you're like, I see what you're doing. You're trying <laughs> yeah. to get me. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs>
1: he's
2: trying to upsell again yeah, i see that i see that good work good That's work so funny it's so true right i see that homie yeah, yeah yeah i do that too but try this next time <laughs> right yeah, um, sometimes
0: i just go to like go to like stores and just see like how other people try to sell to me it's Just interesting to see it what it other people do
2: yeah once you understand the game uh the way you analyze life is very different like whenever you have a different specialty the way you perceive life is very very different People say that engineers are always very logical and like, oh, it's because they're logical that they become engineers. It's like, not necessarily. They, they learn things in a specific way. Mm-hmm. So they break down life in a really logical way, right? Uh, because that's how it makes sense to them. That's how the way they practice at work.
0: Right? And they just eventually end up becoming like a very logical person yeah, as but, a result of this.
2: But it makes sense though. Like if everything is mathematical and everything's a probability, then you can break down everything to a pinpoint of what probability is going to happen.
1: And, Dom, um, would it be harder for you to kind of open up to, you know, counselors since you know the ins and outs of everything?
2: Uh, I think I've told you in the past that I just have a hard time opening up to anybody because I tend to bottle things up. Because I always go, like, oh, it doesn't bother me. Something happens, small, I'm like, eh, right? Another ha- thing happens, it's small, I'm like, eh. And then, like, it happens a third time, I'm like, motherfucker, right? And I just let it all out at once. And it's, it's such a bad habit. And I try to, I try to get over it like I try to work on it but it's a it's a difficult habit to get over
1: no I think it it's with everybody like even for for me at the counselor I think it took me like a whole hour to like really break down and cried and she's like wow you held back for a whole hour
2: (laughs) I think it's normal though to hold back yeah
1: so I think most people would be pretty defensive most of the time
2: yeah or just feel that you're okay and like you're just describing the surface level of things right it's hard to open up to a stranger
0: yeah definitely it's hard but I feel like for for these sort of things definitely the most effective is just to just accept and just go along with it just
1: get it out of your system just do it yeah
0: (laughs) Like I remember the counselor asked me one question near the end of the session. I just could not control myself and I just started crying.
1: Oh.
0: Yeah, it was it was tough, but then
1: so we've all cried at the counselor.
2: <laughs> yeah, I guess it just happens.
0: No you haven't? I haven't. Well, I guess Dom just like familiar with it. So he just No, like... no,
2: no. This was when I was a kid. I didn't cry because like I couldn't like when I described things, it was just like it was just describing events because like I just tried to attach those little emotions to it mm-hmm. as possible you know like when when you're it's not like you're too cool to cry it's just that you don't know how to emote those things right yeah right. that was
1: me at the beginning too yeah so
2: you just like oh this happened and this happened and this happened and they're like are you sad about it and because you described it in such a way you're like nah, because mm. I'm not sad right now because I described everything as just it's a fact this happened you know this happened to me this happened to her. And then in the, as a result, I was upset. And you don't say sad either. You know, I was angry. I was frustrated. I was anxious, mm-hmm. but you don't say sad. And so like I, when I didn't start crying until I was, I think I was in grade 11 or 12 and they put me on antidepressants. Oh yeah. I guess you don't know about that either. Yeah. I did not know about that. <laughs> a lot of discovery today. <laughs> um, so I was on antidepressants and in the initial phases of antidepressants, you can't control your emotions very well. So you're, they're messing with your neurotransmitters to the point where like-
1: Yeah, I heard there are a lot of side effects.
2: There can be a lot of side effects, but the, the start, because they're trying to regulate your emotions, right? But by regulating your emotions, they're rebalancing the chemicals. And so like during that time, sometimes I would cry out of nowhere. Uh, sometimes I would, I found myself smiling when I, I like, there's no reason to be smiling and I wasn't happy. Oh.
1: Right? Uh, and you didn't see that, John? <laughs>
0: Yeah, it never really, like, occurred to me that something was off.
2: Uh, I think I, I was pretty good at hiding it. Uh, I also didn't cry around my friends. It only happened when, like, no one was around, right? Because when mm-hmm. you're occupied, that that stuff, like, when, I don't think it would happen. But when you're not occupied, all of a sudden, like, just weird things would occur. I, I actually weaned myself off of medications. Um, I probably could have stayed on a little bit longer. But um, in the end, it didn't. I didn't feel like I needed it this is not true for everybody everyone has a different situation but for me uh I think if I regulate my issues better um, and like I live a healthier lifestyle I can I can manage it for the most part I still do get bouts of sadness uh it's not so severe that it's crippling at one point it was like I don't know if you guys have ever experienced like actually crippling depression where like you can't get out of bed your whole bed's like your whole body's sore uh, your chest is heavy like you're you're just your eyes hurt because you cried a lot um, briefly
0: after my friend passed that was yeah. how I felt for like a short period of time yeah. but it didn't last a long time for me
2: yeah so like for some people that like not even me like it happened for a year or two for me and then it, it, it kind of like I dealt with enough stuff that it didn't uh, but for some people this is a regular thing mm-hmm, like having mm-hmm. bouts of extreme depression and for some people like suicidal ideation is a thing for some people it's not but it's just like feeling like you're just so held down by some like force that you can't explain i, I had you know that i had an ex-girlfriend that was bipolar and so she yeah. described things these i'd be able to describe this to her and that's one of the reasons why she felt so connected to me is because she understood that i understood that crippling part mm. of depression right right, right, right. yeah um but yeah, like I, I don't expect everybody to understand this, but at the same time, it always surprises me when people do because it has happened to a lot of people.
0: Yeah, depression's out there. I just think it's kind of um, kind of like a silent disease, you know. A lot of people yeah. suffer from it, but not many people know about it.
2: Well, people say that seventy percent of people have been depressed in their lifetime. So like that's almost pretty much everybody yeah that's
0: a good percentage of people
2: but at the same time everyone suffers from depression at different level like some people depression is like very surface level so like you get really sad and really mopey but it it won't completely destroy your day right right, whereas like some people you get so sad that like hey like this day is over before it even
1: yeah right (laughs) like sometimes people just don't know how to deal with it i think like when you're um having those kind of feelings what do you do to feel better
2: it's weird because sometimes when people suggest things to you, you don't want to do them, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. You should go out for a run. You should shut the fuck up, right? Because yeah. like when you're depressed, like I'm not going for a
1: run. I just want to be horizontal in a burrito.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. It's the worst when you talk to someone about your problems and he start giving you suggestions. He's like,
1: Yeah, well, I guess people are always trying to help.
2: Yeah, yeah. I guess that is the thing. I mean, unless you. Really have a novel answer for me? I'm like, I'm not stupid. Like I've thought about all these <laughs> fucking things. Right
1: Go for a run, Dom.
2: <laughs> First of all, I know I'm fat. <laughs> yeah, it to my sadness, but this time is not a good time to bring it up. <laughs> right? It's just a lot of things are just like, oh, you should see more friends and stuff, and just like, it's just that sometimes like you do things, it it doesn't fill the void. It mm. doesn't it doesn't make it better. It does sometimes and sometimes it doesn't, but at the time that you're sad, you don't feel like that option is all that helpful. It can be sometimes. You also miss some opportunities to be happy, right? By turning it down. Like, uh, right. I, I, when I first met Amy from time to time, uh, I don't know, like you can cut this out if it's not okay to say,
1: That's <laughs> totally fine.
2: But she told me she was sad and then we would go out and hang not just me and her like with other people as well um go shoot photos and we have dinner and then at the end of it I just remember that like you know for other people I don't know if she told other people that she was sad but by the end of the night she would always say like hey thank you guys for coming out uh you have no idea how much this meant to me and I it, it was so thrown back by this because I think in the initial phases I didn't know that she was sad because she was mm. always such a happy-go-lucky person
1: yeah Amy's
0: always like very <laughs> yeah. happy very smiley <laughs> yeah. yeah
1: I think I spent most of my life with people like when I was younger I was with my family and then when I moved out with my um, boyfriend I had somebody like you would have somebody to eat with spend your day with most of my life and that was the first time in my life that I was alone and I didn't know how to deal with that I don't know how to eat by myself I don't know how to spend the day on my own I'm just like what do you do I was like it's just me that's why like I kept on telling Dom back then I was like you guys don't know how much it means to me to have somebody there because i just simply didn't know how to deal with being alone is that something you still struggle with um i think so yeah there are times that i would always just reach out and be like somebody talk to me (laughs) i've been by myself all day
0: oh (laughs) as you mentioned this today too dragged you out to come out for dinner
1: yeah exactly this whole covid thing is bringing me back because um i work from home now and there are days that i would be alone all day not talking to anybody like i i would go and pet my dog but that's about (laughs) it yeah so i think during covid this probably would happen to everybody like unless if you have family living with you i'm sure some people would be alone all day and if you're working from home you don't get the social life either so
0: oh yeah being alone during quarantine is really tough for sure
1: yeah, yeah. like when this first hit like all my friends with like we started a skype um party we call it <laughs> so nice. every didn't day join a time. <laughs> <laughs> well you're mostly working when we're we're doing it during the day but we we sometimes we don't even have to talk we just leave our webcams open and do our own things like we would be working or like watching tv playing games but just having somebody there really helped us at the beginning because none of us knew how to deal with it we were all kind of lonely and we couldn't go out and see anybody so for the first month or two that's all we did like we just turned skype on and just like leave it there all day just to have some company you know
2: being by myself in a room doesn't make me feel lonely that's not what makes me feel lonely because I guess I grew up an only child and my mom was always working so I was just home by myself um mm-hmm. so then I just knew how to deal with being there and also when I did date that one girl for five and a half years she was so independent that like she could not see me for a month and she'd be perfectly fine and I'm just like I gotta deal with it <laughs> like this oh I just, wow she just got her work to do and I want her to do well. So the only way I can be there for her is by not being there for her. Right?
1: <laughs> a month is a long time. That's a deal breaker. Yeah, that is a long time. That's a deal breaker for
2: me. <laughs> uh, yeah, me too. A month? <laughs>
1: A month. Come I th-
2: on! I think when you want to support someone and what they're doing, like she wanted to, uh, God, I hope she doesn't listen to this. Because uh, Shout
1: out. Yeah, no, no, no,
2: no, 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 shout no, outs. no, 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 no shout outs. Um, so like, she wanted to be a doctor. She was a nurse. She was working as a nurse during night shifts. Uh, she was studying um, at school. And so then, you know, like when someone's trying to set such a big goal, The only way you can support her is just, you know, just giving her exactly what she needs. She needs more time to do stuff. Give her more time to do stuff, right? Uh, Whenever she would go to work, I would drive her to work and just, I would make lunch for her so that she would be able to sleep more. And then I would give her a lunch. I'd drive her, like that would take like 30 minutes and we'd sit in the car while she eats a little bit of it. And that was the one time I would see her that week. I think when you really care about somebody like, the stuff you're willing to do for them, really, like, it's, it's wild. I, you've been married, so you know. You know that, like, you're just willing to do whatever to, like, make this person happy, right? But
1: what you did was, like, having a long-distance relationship even with her around.
2: I mean, it's like, I did see her more, like, sometimes. But when she, like, you know, when midterms come around or, like, when she didn't need, felt like she needed to save more money and she needed to work more, like, how can you tell a girl that she's, like, she's going to school full-time, she's doing research, she's like working as a nurse she'll do she'll pull 40 hours on a week as well like how do you tell this girl that you have to set aside time for me when she's like doing all these amazing things and i absolutely like when a girl is super independent i cherish her because she's able to do that Mm -hmm. right that she's able to do all these things and i like look at her like this wonder woman that's why i i loved her so much and so like, I would never take that away from her. I don't want to be the reason that all her plans get set back, mm-hmm. right?
1: I guess it depends on if it's a short-term kind of thing or it's a long-term kind of thing. Like, would you do the same if she continues doing that for like the rest of your life?
2: I think, well, so her, her, her parents, uh, her parents, one lives in Korea <laughs> and one lives here. And I don't mean like, oh, he, they, he plans on moving here no <laughs> they live separately and they meet up once or twice a year <laughs> oh man i would yeah. not be able to do that right i couldn't do that no
1: how does that even work
2: yeah so like they were very irregular big begin with but like i think girl like, a girl sometimes like already it's like it's difficult in certain ways that we don't understand so like for me i just got to support her and what she's doing right mm-hmm. like like, there's so many things I don't understand about being a woman. And apparently, like, in work industries, it can be very, very difficult, right? So, you know, all I can do is just, like, hey, she needs time, give her time. If she, like, needs food, hey, I can do that. Food is, like, not a problem with me, right? right? right. Uh, whatever you can provide, you'll do it for her. It's not like you're giving her a lot anyway, right?
1: But when do you want to spend more time with her? Of
2: course. But, I mean, you just cherish the time that you have. Oh <laughs> What you do is very noble,
0: though. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. as much as like i agree with what you're saying i don't think i'd be able to be with someone that that i can't see what like that i can only see once a month that's
2: kind of hard i think uh once you've been with them long enough like I, I it wasn't always like that when we first started i was at linger and she was at linger mm-hmm. we would see each other almost every day oh okay and then after a while she went to ubc i went back to sfu and so when that divide happened it like gradually like we saw a little each other a little bit less we don't live that far away from each other mm. i just wasn't allowed at her house because she's incredibly korean and so like she would come to my house and because we realized that we don't study very well around each other like uh whenever we we're around each other we just want to be around each other very right? distracted yeah right? so then yeah. we just don't study together after a while or like i let her study and i'm not studying and i'll just chill in my room and play games <laughs> right and i'll just bring her coffee, and then I'll walk away back into my room. But there's like obviously there's whole other issues with her, uh, with me and her. But, you know, like, I think once you're invested in a person, like, you, I think people change their tune.
0: I guess so. Do you think that, like, when you guys saw each other less, that you guys maybe grew apart a little or anything like that?
2: I don't think so, uh, because we all thought of that that period as being temporary. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, that's what I meant. Like, it depends on how long this process will last, right?
2: I mean it's an investment though you always think of it like hey like we're gonna spend a little bit less time but when you're a doctor and i'm doing what i'm doing you know we'll have a better lifetime later
0: right that's fair
2: because i was very close to marrying this chick right yeah so i remember you're talking it was about just that invest- uh... yeah my mom yeah i'm not gonna get into it uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i digress yes uh, for once in <laughs> that's a life. story for another day yeah that's a that's a long ass story
0: yeah But, guys, it's getting a little late. I think we should probably wrap it up. Yeah. I'd love to talk longer, but uh, I'm an old man. I get sleepy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, John is so old. Thanks again for tuning in, guys. Uh, If you guys have anything you want to talk to us about, we've got an email set up now. It's called notsoasianasians at uh, hotmail.com. And uh, we'll also put other things uh, down there for you to contact us, like our Instagram, all that stuff. Uh, Any final words from you
2: guys? Uh, Just don't be afraid to go to counseling. I think everybody should take that first step. And uh, honestly, if it doesn't work out for you, you're like, hey, this doesn't work. uh, Having been able to do it and ruling it out as an option is I think it's still a step forward. Mm,
0: Absolutely. I totally agree with that.
1: Yeah, if you can't take that step, feel free to just email us and you know at least there's somebody that can share your story
2: yeah we'll definitely reply oh god <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh i mean we'll reply to the best of our abilities i i mean we're not that popular right. right now but uh if you listen to this podcast like 20 years from now and we're no longer on we might not reply okay okay <laughs> I'll,
0: disclaimer <just> yeah <laughs> we'll apply if we can if i read it i'll i'll reply. <laughs> Anyways, it was nice uh, talking to you guys again. Can't wait to our next recording session.
1: All right, guys. Thanks for listening. See you, guys.
0: All right. Peace out. Bye. Man, Dom, I don't know why you're still single. That's the sweetest thing. I know.
1: So understanding
0: so the
2: girls out there all <laughs> the single uh, no um Paula.
1: Single I think when A-F. you really
2: <laughs> hey when you really uh, thanks uh, you didn't need to add the AF <laughs> I've only been single for three months I okay
1: I emphasize that mother
2: flipper right <laughs>